Hey everyone, it's MMA by Milliken. Check this out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Take care. What's going on, people? What is good? It's a beautiful day. It's fight day. And as always, better late than never. Suspect picks for UFC Vegas 63. We got Calvin Kaler in a big fight between Calvin Kaler, an important one, versus Arnold Allen at Featherweight. Very important matchup. Last week, my suspect picks, God damn it, I messed up the audio. Then I re-recorded it, and it was just too late. So a lot of people didn't catch that. Well, we now have our answers, UFC 280. We now have our answers with who's the best lightweight on the planet right now, and that is Islam Makachev. Congratulations to him. He was my main uh, main event pick. The, one, the minus 167 favorite got it done. As always, I know it's nothing to brag about because I don't brag about picking favorites, especially betting favorites. To me, that's nothing to brag about. Sorry, but it's not. Uh, I know that's what you probably thought. Hey, hey, I bet him not Charles Oliver. If you think I wanted Islam to win, you out of your goddamn mind. No, I'm a Du Bronx fan. And I, to me personally, I think this messes everything up. It just everything would have been better if Charles had stayed on his win streak. But like I said, I just thought if you didn't catch it, the podcast, which is understandable, uh, what I said was basically that, um, for, first of all, I, as soon as I saw it was in Abu Dhabi, I was like, ain't no way Duke Bronx is winning this. I actually thought there was going to be a lot of cheating going on with the weights, with the scales. I thought, you know, I always, I've always been suspicious of Abu Dhabi, you know, because, yeah, maybe Habib's fights were mostly there. Maybe Islam's fights was there because of the crowd. And, you know, it's money for the UFC. I always was suspicious of it, especially with the juicing situation, because Habib never got his 50 clean test jacket that I know of. You know, um, so I just always thought that that was shady. Usman gets it before Habib does. I know, you know, as long, I mean, um, Habib retired, but I was just like, that just was weird to me. That, But I know that's what people like, get out of here, Milliken. You don't know what you're talking about. It's a bad take. Well, whatever. I was right, though, right? Okay, so all those people that think it was bad, what I just said is a bad take, I picked the right person to win, didn't I? So, yeah. And as always, but research, you know what I mean? My thing with Charles, because a lot of people say, well, Charles wasn't good off his back. That was a few people's um, thing. Um, my concern with Charles being off of his back, what I said in the podcast and what I said on um, on Twitter was that, um, it doesn't matter how good you are off of your back. It doesn't matter how good a jiu-jitsu practitioner you are off your back. I noticed that when fighters, no matter what, 
when they try to get back up again or they're focused too much on striking instead of, okay, like if Fabricio Verdum always want, and him and Damon Maya always want to do stuff off of their back. Always. They would lay there. Hey, come into my guard. Come sit in my guard so I can get to work, which always drove me crazy. And even Mackenzie Dern, let me get you down and then I work my jujitsu. You can't think of anything else. You can't do a flying arm bar. How come Rose is all athletic with her jujitsu and nobody else is? I'm like, come on, man. Come up with something else, God damn it, man. Do something on your feet, okay? At Randy Brown did a stuff. He hopped on. You know what I'm saying? If you can hop on someone's back and do uh, and get a RNC choke on a black belt, mind you, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, everyone else can. I, I'm so tired. Of, Let me get you to the ground. Uh, Let me lay on my back. You get into my I, I It drives me crazy. Savage, savage. You see how savage works? Do you see how she works? That's what I'm talking about. The minute she trips on the ground and that person falls, just happens to go on top of her, boom, they're in a submission attempt. They like get, they getting their arm broken. That's what I'm talking about. So with Charles, I just felt that he was so concerned with striking. And, and then that, you know, he talking about knocking somebody out. Like, bro, you're not Muhammad Ali. You're not Mike Tyson, fam. Like, stop that. Once our, you know, yeah, once I, that was like my confirmation that, yeah, nah. He not winning this damn fight. So, yeah. Um, I just I just felt that Charles was going to be too focused on striking and try to, and still be, even when on his back, still focused on that more so than a plan that, yes, he's going to jab him two times. Jab Islam just two times. That's it. You touch, if you had a minute, you touch Islam's face, he's going to shoot, period. No offense. Habib was the same way. And with Habib, if you're already a dangerous striker, he's going to shoot. He's just throwing his hands in the air. Same with Mackenzie Dern. He's just throwing his hands in front of him to bait people into, you know, getting to a striking exchange, especially a striker who's trying to punch their way to prevent the takedown. Instead of jab, jab, open your arms. Open your arms. Or move out of the way to prevent the counter, uh, especially with Islam, that counter hook. Move out of the way to get out of the counter hook and keep moving. Keep moving around. You got two choices versus any good wrestler. Move around the octagon. It's a goddamn octagon. Move around the octagon. Leg kicks. Move around. Low leg kicks. No high leg kicks. God damn it. No high leg kicks. Now, if you get doing Muay Thai, you just wait for them to come into you. Keep your keep your hands up, guard your face, have some good head movement, but just wait for them to come towards you. You got elbows and knees to work with. If they get you down, as Chris Cyborg would say, trust in your jujitsu. She can wrestle. She's going up against wrestlers. Trust in your jujitsu, and she's one hundred percent right. And a lot of these fighters, even a Du Bronx. Worrying about knocking somebody out. I had a feeling he wasn't going to trust in his elite, the best jujitsu practitioner going. And here he is getting subbed. Well, Islam improves to 23 and 1. Duke Bronx falls to 33 and 9. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to leave the rest of the recap for a separate episode. Um, yeah, with everything that's going on on Twitter. 
as my man Catfish would say. Shout out to Catfish. He listened to both Suspect Pick episodes. I did a double bubble last week because I screwed up the damn audio. Um, shout out to him and shout out to anybody else who caught both because <laughs> I deleted the original. Put up a, uh, a redo and it was all last minute. So, yeah, um, I went 7-5 and five for my picks for the UFC 280. But, yeah, like I said, I'm going to leave the recaps for a separate episode. But, yes, um, a robbery, I didn't see any robberies. I'm sorry, you know, O'Malley versus John. Because people are focused too much on who won instead of the fact that Sean, and that's a pick that I got terribly wrong. Shout out to Nick who supported uh, my girl, Nick, uh, who supported Sean O'Malley. She apparently is a Sean O'Malley fan. Or she just won. Well, she hates Russians as much as I do. So I think that was part of it. Uh, she just rooting for anybody who's. Uh, but I mean, hey, you know, I got that one dead wrong. I apologize to anybody who did catch the episode and did place bets. I apologize because um, I got that one and, and completely wrong. So, um, yeah. But I, like I said, I'll discuss that later. We got a fight card coming up right now. We got Calvin Cater, very important UFC Vegas 63. This is a big one because Calvin Cater, if he uh, defeats Arnold Allen, he's ranked at number five, Arnold at number six. Cater right now stands at 23 and six. Allen, 18 and one. Very important to stop this uh, freight train called known as Arnold Allen. Now, I think in a fight with Dan, he just was trying to go off on the dude. You know what I mean? He was just straight up just on something emotional and just wanted to beat Dan Hooker's ass. That's usually not how he fights. I hope he doesn't fight that way in this fight. Calvin Cater, as we saw versus Giga Chikase, um, you know, he has his, his stand-up is there. And you're going to, you get beat up like Max Holloway. You get beat up by Max Holloway like that. You're going to improve your stand-up. And it's not like Calvin didn't have stand-up before. Uh, it's just volume. It's hard to deal with volume. And kick, the problem with kickboxing is staying on that center line. Same with Muay Thai. It's staying on that center line. A lot Kickboxing should be very much fluid. Uh, but even American kickboxing, where it's just a combination of regular boxing and you're in implementing the kicks, uh, usually from another discipline, um, a lot of times they end up just standing right in front of them. That's why a lot of wrestlers are can take a lot of these kickboxers down, even Muay Thai fighters down, because they're just standing right there on the center line and not moving around or nothing. So um, Calvin definitely needs to do that for this fight right here. He needs to get that footwork together. This is an important fight because Calvin needs to prove that he's not just a gatekeeper and that he can make this title run. Um, I like Arnold Allen's chances. I'm picking Arnold Allen. He's the minus 127 favorite in this matchup here. Calvin, just a slight underdog because, you know, it's a question. This one right here to me, Calvin should be the better striker. So watch your money. He should be the better striker. And then, but to me, this is a question of who mixes it up. You can't wait to mix things up. You got to mix it up in the fight you got in front of you. And they need to, one of these two guys needs to mix it up. They need to do it now. They can't wait for Volk. Volk mixes things up constantly. That's why the matchup between him and Islam is interesting because that lower center of gravity, packing more power because he's moving up, is something that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, less hydration needed for Volk, so we're probably going to see a different level of Volk than we've seen in the past. That's going to be a very interesting. A lot of people think that Volk's going to get smoked because he's too small. Stop it with that size thing. Uh, height and reach is important, but 
you know, Islam isn't, uh, he did well with his striking versus Charles, but those are two grapplers going in there banging. It wasn't like he's, I don't remember, recall Islam going up against an elite striker on the same level as Volk. Volk is an elite striker who can do volume. People need to remember that's volume that he's going to be throwing at Islam. He's going to piece Islam up. We'll see if Islam can finish Volk the same way he finished Oliveira. Um, but this is a very, because this is important, because if Arnold Allen wins, to me, if Cater wins, there's no point in Volk rushing back down the featherweight to defend that title. However, if Allen does win, Volk needs to, he needs to address that issue, because to me, Allen will just keep on pushing, and I don't see a point in Max Holloway coming up out of nowhere and trying to stop Arnold Allen. I think it's time for Max to get out of that division um, and figure out what he wants to do, but not keep taking on these small contenders, winning a fourth fight after the way he got his ass whipped, and he is 0-3 versus Volk. It makes no sense for him to be down there. Uh, Bobby Knuckles, to me, is going to end up 0-3 versus Izzy. Just move up, man. Take this next fight, move up. That's it. Whether win or loss, who cares? You're 0-2 versus the champ. I don't care. Close fight. People said that about um, Volk and Izzy, we saw what happened in that third fight. Please remember what happened in that third fight. Both men out of city kickboxing. Both men out of city kickboxing, okay? I'm telling you that Bobby Knuckles, because he can't really get implemented as wrestling, no one has been able to do that versus Izzy. He is going to get his ass whipped, okay? Not to mention the fact that Pieta is there. Pieta has a very good, I mean, look who Glover is his coach, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have to take down defense there. This is this is it's over because Bobby likes to stand and bang. It's over. I'm telling you, I don't know about Alex Pieta beating Izzy. He is going to kill Bobby Knuckles, though. Anyway, welterweight for UFC Vegas 63. We had Tim Means, who is 32, 13, 1, and won no contest. A plus 145 underdog versus Max Griffin. Now, in this matchup right here, the height and reach bothers me. Max, um, he will mix it up. The thing about Max, he should get this victory 18-9. He's a minus 182 favorite in this matchup here. He should get the victory implementing. He's not a bad striker. I mean, he does bother me that he will chain Russell a little too much. But I think versus Tim Means, that might not be a bad thing. Again, that height and reach bothers me. I can see Tim Means, the underdog, getting the victory in this matchup here. But I'm going with Max Griffin. We got a heavyweight. We got, Lord have mercy, man. Listen, listen. This nonsense that he, that uh, uh, hardcore is like every goddamn fight, I will slap you. You understand me? I will slap you. Have you been listening to my podcast? Do you listen to me rant on other people's podcasts if you think I like heavyweight? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on an absolute tear. I'm going to go on an absolute tear. I'm going to go. On, I'm going to find everybody's podcast, and I'm going to go on an absolute goddamn tear. You hear me? Because I'm tired of people thinking that uh, us hardcore is like every goddamn fight. Let me tell you something, man. This white fight right here, I do, man. Listen, I do not. I don't want no parts of this fight right here, man. I cannot stand heavyweight across the board. I don't give a damn what promotion it's in. I can't stand it. I really don't even really like it for boxing. You hear me? I don't like it at all. Even in Muay Thai and kickboxing, they irk the hell out of me. Getting some goddamn shape. I'm a heavyweight trying to get in shape. They need to do the same guy. I'm an old man. They need to do the same goddamn thing, man. I'm trying to tell you, this thing bothers the hell out of me. We got Waldo Cortez. LFA, all right, Waldo Cortez Acosta, who is 7-1, a minus 220 favorite over Jared Vendorea, who is 12-9, who is a plus 175 underdog. 
You talk about a fight nobody cares about. Man, listen. I'm, man. I got to get an underdog pick in here. I'm going to go with Jared Vanderea for my underdog pick. Man. God damn it. I cannot stand heavyweight. Ooh, that fight's going to be. And they got this on the main card. The, oh. Who, the pacing, man. Sean Shelby. Come on, son. I don't know if it was him or Mick, but God damn it, man. Come on, son. What is this? Anyway, I digress. At middleweight, we got Jazz Frim, 9 and 3. Uh, LFA alumni. Uh, no, that's uh, LFA alumni. No. Yes, of course. Two, count them two LFA alumni. Because he had faced off against uh, Gregory Rodriguez. Uh, lost. Yes, yes, yes. And also out of FAC. Yeah, here we go. Yep. yep, yep. Here we go. Um, yeah, this should be a good fight. Versus Trayson Gore. Oh, man, Trayson Gore. Yes, please give him some support. Uh, I should have quote tweeted my comments. Um, I basically just uh, gave him a shout out. Uh, he is on. He isn't verified on Twitter. So I doubt he's verified on Instagram. Um, it's Gore Trayson. I believe that's how his tag is at Gore uh, Trayson. Show him some love. He um, is going through it. His mother has diabetes and just had her leg amputated so he can use all the support he can get. However, I can't lie that the minute I saw this fight scheduled, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a bad fight for Trayson. So I wish him well. Um, yeah, I'm going to slide some change on him just in case. You know, he's 4-2, and two, a plus 140 underdog, but I am officially picking Josh, 9-3. Um, I'm officially picking him in that matchup. I just think that's a bad matchup for Mr. Gore. But, yeah, absolutely rooting for him. Now, at light heavyweight, oh, Lord, 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 man, violence. Violence. Lord have mercy. Khalil Roundtree is, I, I didn't really catch the weigh-ins like that. I, as far as I know, everyone was cool. But if this fight continues, Justin Tacoby, because he's the one person I didn't see. I didn't see these two. I saw everyone else making weight, but I didn't see those two. 18-5-1. Uh, now, Dustin is the minus 170, 167 uh, favorite because he can mix in, implement the grappling, even though he, and he's, and he's a, a, well, both of them are kickboxers. Both both of them are have kickboxing credentials. Khalil uh, Muay Thai. But both of them have kickboxing credentials. Man, the king of violence, Jack. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, the favorite in this matchup here, because I just I think I sense that Jacob will probably shoot for a takedown. Still don't know. Uh, you know, he, he's good at takedown defense. Um, so I'm not sure because both of them are actually well-rounded. You know what I mean? We just know them for being just very dangerous kickboxers. But Khalil, king of violence, Jack. Whoo, boy, watch out for that teep kick. So right there, if you're going to slide some change on the underdog, Roundtree and Gore for sure. Um, and even Calvin Cater. I can see Calvin Cater getting it done. And then, like I said, 10 means height and reach. So we might have a, a lot of underdogs 
come through on this on this. That's why I do the podcast. That's why you gotta listen to the podcast. Just don't go by my picks. You know, because I'm a visor, you know what I mean? But yeah, King of Man, listen, Khalil, man, that dude is he man, his nickname needs to be violence, Jack. Middleweight, again. We have Phil Hawes. I believe he'll be uh he'll headline the prelims with Roman uh I always get his name messed up. But you know who I'm talking about. Ten and one, Roman is. He's the underdog in this matchup here. Uh, this is another one that could be an underdog pick. I mean, the underdog. I'm um, going with Phil Hawes to mix it up. Yeah, he pieced up Deron Wynn. You got to remember, Deron Wynn is a wrestler too. But a lot of people don't. Phil is not a striker. Oh, he's not just a striker. No, no, he can mix it up. It's just his cardio is trash. So, I, you know, watch your money with that one. 12 and 3. Minus 177, I'm going with the minus 177 favorite. But, yeah, watch your money with that one because, um, yeah, Phil, his that cardio alone. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Speaking of heavyweight, oh, my goodness. Andre goddamn Orlowski. I never – listen, I used to be this dude. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Prime Andre Orlowski was a sight to see. Prime Andre Olaski put the UFC on us. I didn't give a rat's ass. It got to the point where I didn't give a rat's ass about the UFC anymore. Andre Olaski and, and and then, you know, the prospect of Fedor clashing. That's what kept me going. I'm going to tell you, Andre is that he was that dude back in the day. He was a showstopper. He put asses in seats as far as I'm concerned. Like that dude kept my, he helped keep my interest in the UFC specifically. When you got Tim Sylvia as a heavyweight, you know, it's like, you know, you're not really keeping people's interest. You know, well, Andre coming along, that's all people couldn't wait to see was him beat the hell out of Tim Sylvia. All right. I um, I went from being one of his diehard fans, the original pit bull, the only pit bull that matters as far as I'm concerned. But I went from being a, a diehard fan to just, I'm so tired of seeing his old ass. I don't know what to do myself. 34 and 20. This dude is on a win streak. I can't believe it. I cannot believe this is. I'm like, what in God's name is going on here? Oh my God, man! What in God's name is going on here? Uh, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen some. Um, you know, those last two fights. It's like, hmm, what's going? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. He he's old. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So his pacing isn't going to be. And then he's trying to use volume. This is a knockout artist who's now trying to use volume. Uh, now, Marcos de Lima is the minus 265 favorite in this matchup here. He's 19-9-1. and one. I assume he's just going to lay on Orlowski. Orlowski is a, he can wrestle. He actually is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a plus 205 underdog. I, oh. I don't even know who to pick, honestly, because it's like Lima could just lay on Orlowski, but if anyone can get outpointed, it's Lima. By old man, it is Lima. <sighs> Do not I'm not taking the blame for getting this one wrong. Y'all not gonna blame me. Oh, this damn Millican, man. God damn I hate heavyweight. God, I'm I'm going with Orlowski. God damn it. Oh, Anyway, I'm getting too emotional. Middleweight again. 
middleweights. Yes, there's a lot of, listen, <laughs> I know y'all like, because you don't really, when you're casual or if you're just breezing through, even hardcores, they're looking at the matchup so much that they're not even, uh, you know, they probably don't even see that, yes, we got an, a, a bunch, of a lot of middleweight and a lot of, we got two heavyweight fights, really, because they ain't had nobody left, but featherweight. And that's what I'm saying. Like, now, middleweight is a lot of fighters. Bantamweight and middleweight, there's a lot of fighters in those two divisions. A lot of people look at lightweight as being a more stacked division. Understandably so. Right now, UFC, their lightweight division, I got I got to say. Now, now one championship, they're, well, no, well, it's lightweight in name. It's not actually lightweight, so I'm not going to count one championship. But um, the fighters called, you know, they're actually uh, what, welterweights, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so that doesn't count. But your lightweight isn't stacked everywhere. Middleweight, there's just a lot of fighters in middleweight. I can't say it's stacked, but bantamweight really is an underrated. I know people get sort of they're tired of hearing that, but it is an underrated um, division. Um, but featherweight is my baby. Now, um, but at middleweight, we got Joseph Holmes going up against the Iron Turtle, baby. The Iron Turtle coming in as the favorite for once. Oh, man, I can't make no real money. You know, I'll put him in my line bet, but, you know, oh, man, Iron Turtle, boy, he's – He's like one of the most um, perfect underdog picks going, Jack. Oh man, that's my man right there, man. Listen, he's he's you know, and the thing is, he struggles because he's trying to bring it in every fight. When he struggles, it because he's because he's tired, because he's trying to. Cause first of all, he don't take easy fights. I'm yelling. I'm sorry. He doesn't take a lot of easy. He doesn't take any easy fights. Um, for him, a lot of people think that. Here's it. Listen. There are some fighters there, these are hard fights for them. Because people say it's a hard fight, and they think that, no, that person's not top prospect. That person's not top. Shut up, shut up, shut up for people who say that. Please be quiet, okay? This is a tough fight for him, all right? But, yes, 18-2, Joseph Holmes, plus 195, underdog. and going with my man, the Iron Turtle, in that matchup. Uh, but, um, yeah, that should be a good one, people. These prelims looking good, baby. Chase Hooper, Steve Garcia, this dude better not struggle. Got, as soon as I saw this matchup, I was like, Chase should win, period. Point blank, period. Okay, he's 11-2-1 and two and one right now. This kid better not fail me, man. God damn, him and Bryce Harper. Oh, my God. Hooper? Ah, whatever. Uh, I'm getting the names confused. <laughs> Bryce Mitchell. There we go. God, I'm getting old. I'm so tired. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I love it. It is. It saved me because you know I come from a boxing background. You know where I come from. You gotta. It's pretty much stand and bang. You know, and I got in a fight one day. I fell on my back. I did. I was. That was cool. I was getting jumped actually, and I did good. I, I clocked, um, knocked the dude's head head off. Got back up again. I was good to go. Um, but it bothered me. It, it truly bothered me. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, seeing Horace Gracie was, it was like that light parting from the clouds. You know, it's like, oh, like, oh, my God, I can fight off on my back. I have to worry if I fall on my back or get dropped, but I'm still conscious. Oh, ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um. I can't stand it. It's office and mixed martial arts. Man, it drives me crazy. Oh, I can't. It drives me crazy. 
it drives me tired ass takedowns. I would never, like I said, defense. Defensively, jujitsu is it. I mean, look, look what uh, Islam used jujitsu, people. People in Russell, Russell, Russell. He used jujitsu, people. He used Charles' weapon against him. Like I said, defensively, well, I mean, that was more offense, but, you know, because Charles, you know, got got blasted but um, from Islam. But that's how you do it. You know what I mean? You you, you drop, you break, you, you know, you punch him in the mouth, you get him down, boom, sub him. That's what I'm talking about. But this single leg for dear life, I couldn't stand it. And like I said, I always bring up Damian Maya. He drove me crazy with it. Fabricio Verdun was actually, he actually used a lot of Muay Thai. Um, but, you know, as soon as he fall, every goddamn time. I mean, he tried to shoot for takedowns, tired-ass takedowns. And, you know, that's a lot of people don't know that um, Alistair, he became an actual good, a good wrestler because he had to worry about facing Fabricio all the damn time. And no matter where he went, no matter what promotion he went to, he, here comes Fabricio. Like, goddamn, man. So that's why he got his grappling together. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't for him. I mean, he's trying to become a well-rounded fighter, you know. Um, it wasn't just for Fabricio, but every time he turned around, he had to face Fabricio. <sighs> but, yeah, I hate his offense. I can't stand the tired-ass single legs for dear life. That's what I call them. They can't do a blast double to save, them li- save their lives. They're not really built for it. You Wrestling is a whole, it's like a whole different kind of world onto its own. Like wrestling isn't something you just all of a sudden start doing. A lot of people say, well, if you implement the wrestling to complement your jujitsu, some people can do it. Like a, like a, uh, like we see with um, Jean-Wei Lee, uh, she can do it. But look at her. Look at that unit. Look at that woman. She plays with 400 pounds. She lifts 400 pounds up and plays with it. The woman is a genetic freak. Andrade, she bench presses. She lifts 200 pounds up like it's nothing. I think she benched. I think she benched 400, 450. These are women, small-ass women, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. You know, you can't just wake up one morning and start doing. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you can't just wait, wake up one morning and start doing wrestling, especially not no skinny ass Chase Hooper, Hopper Hooper. He better not let me down. OK. Anyway, going with him in this one. We got Carlos Mota making his UFC debut, baby. <laughs> Woo. When you become champ. LFA, CFFC. You walk over to the U. Then this is what I was saying. Like, I, because I, I, I was like, this would be offensive if they had forced this kid to go through the goddamn contender series. This would be straight up bull. Bull caca, you hear me? <laughs> Cody Durden. I still got a tough mattress, mat, matchup at Flyweight. He's a welcome addition, Carlos, to the Flyweight division of the UFC. 13 4 and 1 plus 143 underdog is Cody going up against the. As soon as Carlos got added, he's a last-minute replacement. As soon as he got added, boom, came in at the favorite, minus 177. I expect his speed to do his thing. I expect his speed to come through. He should do his thing. And starting off, and I believe starting off the entire card at Bantamweight would be Christian Rodriguez, uh, 7-1. He's a minus 375 favorite, and he is going up against Joshua Weens. 
So we shall see how that plus, who's coming in at a plus 275 underdog, we should see how that uh, fight goes. Should be a very interesting fight matchup there. Uh, I expect to see a finish. It should not go to the, uh, I, don't, I don't expect that to go to the cars. I got C-Rod up in this joint here. We show, uh, I believe he's out of the United States. So we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, and that's it, people. That is it. Leaning heavily on the favorites again. Oh, my God. Remember what happened last time I did that, right? The underdogs came through and said, not today, sir. Um, so, yeah, watch your money with this card. Uh, watch your money with this card. But these are the cards that you got to focus on, people. You can't. You got to be with betting, right? And, again, watch betting because, of course, that can lead to addiction. I've seen uh, a lot of people suffering from addiction, gambling addiction, and it is actually terrible to see. Um, it's actually scary to see. I mean, any addiction is scary, but I think, you know, with drug addiction, you see the results of it. It, it starts to wear on the body with, with gambling addiction. A person kind of looks the same, but they're just, uh, they're acting erratically. And it is, I mean, it doesn't matter what the addiction is really. It, it's, it's terrible to see how a person deteriorates. So please, if you have any issues, my DMs are always open. Um, if you can, I don't know what's going to happen with Twitter going forward, but you can always find me on Instagram. Um, Yendow 1-800-GAMBLER. If you need help, please seek the help of counselors, physical counselors, not just um, and a sponsor if you do have um, a gambling problem. So I hope people understand I'm not trying to push gambling on anyone. It is something that you need to take seriously in every way, shape, or form, particularly with your mental health. Um Please, the goal is to put small amounts of money down and make a high return, just like with investing. $25. You can turn, I had a parlay, $10 would have gotten me $1,200. I didn't do the parlay. The parlay wouldn't have worked, but it is possible. So don't be spending thousands of dollars on this unless you are really good at money, managing money. If you're not good at managing money, if you're not good at watching these fights, if you don't take notes and treat this like the science that science that is is, then I, I need you to stop doing it. If you do it as a hobby once in a while, hey, do your thing. Do your thing because you should have fun with it. But, yeah, you know, please be careful with this. Um, but, yeah, if you want consistency and consistent money, you can't be a casual and betting. I just think it's a terrible idea. And you need to be able to consistently do because these fighters are going to show up on the uh, pay-per-view sooner or later. Arnold Allen is going to show up on a pay-per-view sooner or later. Max Griffin is definitely going to be on the prelims at the minimum if he should win. Trayson Gore is going to get a big push from the UFC because that's the best way for them to get money in this kid's pocket. They can't just give away. They're not the March of Dimes. They can't just give. They help fighters out. A lot of people don't know. They do help fighters out more ways than one. They're just not advertising, and the fighters really shouldn't talk about it because, you know, <clears throat> some of that help I don't think is for IRS to know about. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to know about houses being bought and things like that. You know, I go, IRS is going to find out, but a lot of cash rewards that a lot of these fighters get, they blab about it on, online because they're so happy about it. But, yeah, dear fighters, stop doing it, okay? Some of this stuff you know, you're not supposed to be talking about online. If they slid, if UFC Dana slid you some cash, you keep that on the down low. 
<laughs> okay, a lot of these cats ain't keeping on down low. Uh, you know, a lot of these cats like, yeah, he gave me this amount of money. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He handed it to you? It, no. Shush. You supposed to keep that on the down low? You don't want the IRS knowing you got 50 grand somewhere? You know, at the bare minimum, uh, yeah, get you a safe. You know, don't don't put it in the bank. IRS will come because the bank reports it to you if you're in the especially if you are if just uh some free advice from free business advice. Yeah, FDIC insured banks especially are going to report that money over over that ten grand mark to the IRS. So yeah, you wanna um, they have to. They're obligated to do so. I know y'all like, man, bunch of snitches. That's they have to do it. So deal with it. Um, on a side note, uh, just adding in that, adding in that Calvin Cater is out of team Sichildon, Sichildong, and a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, 34 years old. So yeah, he's on, uh, you know, that hourglass is running low for him. So this is a must win as far as I'm concerned. Um, a huge contest coming up. He has to prove that he's not a gatekeeper. Max leaving will help that division, but we'll see what happens. But I think that if Arnold Allen wins, he's going to continue steamrolling, and this, this is an important matchup. So, you guys, that's the end of Suspect Picks. That's the end of the episode. Until next time, you guys stay safe, stay strong, and stay positive. Take care.